0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the companion podcast to digitallydownloaded.net. My name is Alan. I'm going to be your host for the week. With me, as always, I've described him as venerable before, I've described him as supple before. It's Matt Sainsbury. Hello. Supple? Is that like (laughs) supple? Yeah, just a (laughs) supple boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I describe you, Matt. Okay, I'll take (laughs) (laughs) it. He'll probably be describing you as supple. It's Matt. He's he's an idiot. This man is a serious man. I'm not, and that's the problem. (laughs) With me as well is Harvard, who is also lovely. I I might describe him as supple, given a day or two. Thank you. Thank you. Lovely is a normal adjective. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, look, in in this economy, we can't be stinging on being supple. (laughs) Like yeah, I don't know, we can't thing. let people down in in this hard time. You know what I mean? And <laughs> and to final to finalize the trio of suppleness.
1: The trio <laughs> of suppleness. <laughs> the, the trio, I'm, okay.
0: I'm a hard boy, what can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It's Trent. Hello, Trent. Hello.
1: As long as you're not saying everyone's moist, we're all good.
0: Yeah, that, that look, I prefer Suffolk to Moist. I think we that's all the, prefer that's next month. And moist. Yeah, that's look, you've stolen my idea and I don't appreciate it. It's very <laughs> moist helpful. month. Uh, moist de- December. Moist? I can't think of it. I'm trying to go a portmanteau for it, but I can't. Yeah. It doesn't work. Anyway. <laughs> this is a video game podcast. <laughs> um, Matt, what have
2: you been playing this month? Stuff. Um Pokemon. Pokemon's. I Pokemans. also have been playing Pokemans. Oh, you have did get Pokemans, playing Pokemans, did you? Yeah. I did.
1: Yeah, I'm playing it too. You, you, couldn't, you couldn't resist the I boys. I'm also could you playing the Pokemons.
0: No, because I saw weird little guys and I was like, I just need more weird little guys in my life.
3: Yeah, it's so cute. And there's a I lot mean... of
0: weird little guys in this <laughs> gen.
3: There is a lot of weird little guys. They don't look like Pokemon, but they do look fun.
0: Yeah, it's like the glitches? The cruel guy who is just a, like a, a used condom on legs. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I want to be in the room where they, where they made that guy. How are you finding... I mean, I saw you gave it a 10 out of 10, Matt. Give us the energy behind that. Why Why did you give it a 10 out of 10?
2: Um, I mean, I, I the thing I liked about it was it was like a, a return to what I liked about Pokemon as a kid. It felt very much like red and blue to me. Um, that it was just kind of, there's this world, go out and explore, catch Pokemons, and it didn't need to be any more complex than that. And that's kind of what I want from Pokemons. I felt like some of the kind of more the 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 pokemons that came out in the middle of of the kind of series they tried to do too much stuff and it wasn't quite what i wanted as much if that makes sense i i just like running around and catching the the mons so weird little guys yeah yeah and that's really all this game does and that that's cool that's what i want so it's it's arceus but more traditional
0: is what i would yeah and I don't and, think that's a bad thing I think that's quite a fun thing because Arceus had some ideas that didn't work yeah
2: yeah I, I mean and, I, I enjoyed Arceus yeah. but at the same time having to catch three million of the little dudes um yeah to, exactly to fill out some stamp card was wasn't my idea of a good time I just kind of want to catch the one side up and then go around and beat everybody up with him and that's kind of what I can do which is good <laughs> have, have you played the cop yet no i haven't actually jumped online yet to be honest so i Uh, would argue it's
0: the best thing to happen to pokemon since like emerald's like uh, a battle battle thing yeah battle frontier it's the best thing because it's the only reason i want to play pokemon now is i want to run it with my girlfriend and catch weird little guys and be like look at this cute little weird little guy
2: yeah i can imagine that would be a lot of fun it's really fun and it doesn't work very well but it still works (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean nothing nothing about this game works very well but i i'm happy to forgive it it's one of those things it's just like well whatever you know yeah it, framework sucks it, who who cares you know it doesn't it doesn't oh, bother me no, it, it is really bad me. though Matt. it is bad it is, no it is, it is really awful
3: bad. <laughs> it is, it's a time-based
2: <laughs> it game so yeah, exactly. what are you losing no,
3: frames it's out more
0: because like when you are 20 meters away from someone and they look like they are a
3: slideshow i made in year three on powerpoint oh uh, yeah yeah they do have three frames to the look animation but yeah you know, it, you, it you, takes you a lot of people <laughs>
4: I, I
1: haven't experienced for it. <laughs> any glitches. Well, I have, but like not any major glitches. Like everyone's posting like the eyeball stuff and things like that. I feel oh, really the eyeball let stuff down. Is
0: Rouse. That shit owns. I love that. I wish more games had more like just like visually cooked bugs. My favorite, my favorite was the
2: <laughs> France um, Assassin's Creed. I think it was the Paris one. Oh, I was, yeah, and it was like know, the yeah, the, was... the guy that just didn't have skin. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I wish <laughs> I had no skin sometimes so I could
0: be like him. <laughs> Alvin, what have you been playing this month?
3: Uh, look, I've just been playing Pokemon and I've been trying to work my way through all that looks, but this has been like a five month endeavor and I think there's time to give up. Yeah, that's fair. A game is a lot. It is a lot. It is very it's much a lot. It's too much in most situations. Yeah, it's it, it gets me because it's not one coherent rpg it's eight small rpgs that you can't play one of you have to play each one a little bit to get you the next one. yeah yeah it's just it's yeah, that tough.
0: also are just it's it's very generic yes yes there's nothing to it that makes it interesting be- except because, because it's old yeah but even then like just make a party that i like yeah that actually like communicate with each other it's the issue that Imagine, for those of you who have not played it, if you're listening to this, uh, it's imagine if you are playing Final Fantasy VI, but none of the party members have any sort of, like, charisma with each other. because they yeah, have there's, no no, there's no
3: rapport, because they don't talk to each other. Yeah, just, exactly. It's as if everyone had their own individual story arc, and they're just kind of walking together and not saying a single word uh, to each other.
0: Yeah, it's like when you're pissed at your mum because, uh, because she didn't buy you McDonald's that one morning, and you're walking in silence. That's the entire journey of Octopath Traveler. And with that,
1: Trent, what are you playing?
0: I've
1: been playing Pokemon, but uh, that's <laughs> a really weird way to describe Octopath Traveler, but very apt. So I don't know if I should return to that because I also like end up like getting to a certain point in that game and then just decide to like stop. So, yeah. And then Triangle Strategy, I haven't really played Triangle Strategy yet. I got probably about like into it in the prologue and haven't finished that either.
0: I still don't believe
3: that's a real game it's good it is good the good I thing is now you came out well like getting too much too fast <laughs>
2: now yeah. you can play it back to back with um with with tactics Oga. no tactics Oga. Oga. and you can There's play like the, the the original you know tactics rpg and then you can play the kind of like the most modern interpretation of that formula which is pretty cool uh and i definitely recommend playing them back to back if you can I'm sure it's neat, but also like I just want them to have like a
0: personality, and not just be called like the strategy
2: game. Yeah, it was a weird thing to call it, but at the same time, it kind of not because it actually makes sense. Like once you play it, <laughs> the, the 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 triangle strategy looks like the three sides, and it's all you know, yeah. Yeah, um,
0: but they also it, didn't.
2: It's kind oh, of. I was gonna. Say... <laughs> oh god. It, it, to me, I was to me, about what to I... defend it. <laughs> <laughs> to me, what what I think they were going for is like the it's like a romance of the three kingdoms vibe you know that's three different uh but equal factions kind of split across the world and you know the the the, the political tensions between them and stuff and i think that's what they were going for with the title i thought it was really stupid till i played it but when i got to the end of the game i was like yeah that title makes sense but it's a tough sell (laughs) it's it's a it's a really weird one um, I would I was love for it. a
1: sequel to have something like square, rectangle strategy, <laughs> oblong, pentagon strategy. Oh,
3: That'll hey, be dude. a fun one.
0: That's just American foreign policy. <laughs> um, I was going to defend it and say, oh, Nintendo wouldn't make a Fire Emblem called like Fire Emblem Three Places, and then I realized that they literally made that recently. <laughs> they, the they already thing. done <laughs> that. <exactly. laughs> <laughs> like, I can't really shit on them for that when I. Tried to make fun of something,
2: and it was just a real thing. Actually, you oh, mentioned no. Fire Emblem. That's the other thing that I have been playing. um Are you allowed to talk about that yet? No, 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 no. I'm not playing the... I'm really looking forward to it. Give me a copy, oh, Nintendo. Okay. But no. <laughs> no. No, I'm not playing it yet, unfortunately. No, I, I was going to say, I'm going. I'm actually playing through the GameCube Fire Emblem again, because I have... Oh, uh, Radiant Dawn, or Radiant... Uh, Radiant Storm. Path of Radiance. No, Radiant Storm is a Radiant. one. Radiant... Radiant... One or the other. Yeah, uh yeah, the one with Ike <laughs> and he goes I fight for my friends. Yeah, Ike. Um yeah, so we I've like got Ike. the I've got the Odin we Pro like which Ike. um which does GameCube great. And so I've loaded that up and I'm reliving the better Fire Emblem. That's my favorite, I think. Isn't um, that game insanely
0: expensive to buy officially?
2: Yeah, and what could you play it on? If you don't have a GameCube, you're kinda of screwed. Yeah. It's a good reason that Nintendo should like package up all the fire emblems and stick them onto a, a Switch kind of collection release. I don't get why they, they should already because <laughs> like
0: that series has exploded in the year since like
3: uh what was the DS one the three DS one called? Oh Awakening, yeah. Awakening, yeah. Since Awakening was like, that make it really blew on the fuck up. fan services so everyone would get into it. Well you Except know for that, me,
2: which is the that, reason that I don't play them now. <laughs> you know that that was actually the last Fire Emblem they were looking at making? Did you know that? that's um yeah i vaguely remember that like because um the series was basically not selling anywhere on anything despite being pretty good games uh they were like this is going to be our last throw of the dice so it's kind of a final fantasy moment that it just has to go ballistic and since then it's become one of nintendo's most valuable properties so see what they
0: realize is that the solution to every problem
2: is titties
4: (laughs) (laughs) pretty much
0: yeah i'm
2: I'm glad you've turned around on this alan i'm glad i'm glad you now see the light Except for me, I want big guns and I want colonialism.
3: He's this, like, begrudging businessman who just doesn't want to put them in the game, but he's like, oh, but it sells, so I have to. Yeah. <laughs> this is who I am.
0: A, I don't know what I've got left anymore, but it's not
2: good. <laughs> well, you know, that's actually how a lot of um, the kind of adult game makers, visual novel makers in Japan think. Like, um, for example, the Fate guy he's quite famous that the original fate has sex scenes in it and stuff the rest of fate after that didn't but he was like i i I don't want to remake this game i don't want to do anything with it because that stuff i don't like (laughs) he was like that's in my brain i I I just like the
0: begrudging man of like it's it's smithers holding his eyes while two ladies are like (laughs)
3: uh, grinding on him
0: (laughs) it's the same energy i love
4: that
3: it's just like just like drawing a splash out of a fan service is being like i just wanted to tell fantasy stories how did my yeah. life come to this <laughs> yeah. i've become so numb i can't feel you there <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and with that we're going to move to the games that are coming out this month so hold coming on tight up, we're doing hold some on...
2: music alan it's... you've forgotten well, yeah. the tradition we do the miku music no i, I haven't forgotten the tradition <laughs> i have chosen i've been a
1: long day of work i'm tired again. <laughs> if I was a make a good King mob, we'd be set. You're
5: so true, though. No? <laughs> Baby, Laddy big la 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 la
0: So, it's time for the Games of the Month. Of course, it is December, which means, oh boy, Vigil Grimmols. There's a lot coming out, I assume, because I was looking at my release schedule earlier today and being like, I don't know where I'm going to get the money for these, and that's okay. So, Matt, hit hit me with a list. Just (laughs) just hit me with that rhythm stick.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? It's like December's meant to be the quiet month where nothing happens, but... Right up till pretty yet. much the end of the month, um, there there is plenty coming. So it's a lot over on the PlayStation. We have uh, on December one, we've got Sword of the Vagrant, which is a gorgeous hand painted fantasy world, um, that you journey into. <laughs> so like it's an RPG, I think. That's. I love how you one. read that as if it was like a. That's like a. Uh... Uh, 2 a two
0: AM infomercial cell. So. Yeah, you don't you don't
3: trust anything you just said.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> you just read off a script, and the script is not accurate to anything. Um, Call the number below to get your uh, the game now. Yeah, there's <laughs> no swords and ore vagrants in this. Yeah, wait, it's all guns. More. It's all guns
3: and woman
4: um, <laughs> It's Red Dead Redemption 2
3: <laughs>
2: Yeah, so that's that. Uh, it's happening, and it's on December one. Also on December 1, there is Romance in Saga, Minstrel song, song Remastered. Now, this is the PlayStation 2 edition of the Saga series, which Square Enix has remade or up or whatever. Um, I haven't played this one, so I'm looking forward to it. Should be good. I
0: have never played one of those games
2: ever in my life. They're a trip. Yeah, okay. they're they're a very different type of RPG. It's kind of like Screenix's experimental uh, JRPG series, and they really do get experimental with it. So uh, yeah, it goes places um, with the combat system and the leveling system and all that other stuff, and the way it does story. It, 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 those games are odd. They're odd. They're not for everybody. That uh, doesn't sell particularly well within Screenix's stable, but uh, they they are definitely worth checking out if you're into JRPG. I was I've never heard anyone
0: go, my favourite uh, uh family is the romancing saga.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, I, I don't think anybody would say they're their favourites, but there are people that do enjoy them a lot. So this one, I'm, I'm definitely keen on checking out. Uh, okay, so I must admit against... All of my inclinations and everything that I think about myself. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to a Marvel game, believe it or not. On December 2, we've got Marvel's mm. Midnight Suns coming out. Yes, uh, that's this- a video game. Yes. This is an XCOM-like strategy yeah. game featuring Marvel characters. And I just have in my head that there's going to be like Moon Knight and I can like use Moon Knight to kill every dude like tactics to to bitch about vampires (laughs) yeah so i I must admit i am looking forward to this one um it is by the xcom developer so yeah yeah so they're pretty reliable Um, they have
0: yet to make a bad game in my experience
2: yeah so even the the wii civilization game was pretty pretty good yeah, yeah. They're, they're definitely a, a talented dev team, and they have done great things with XCOM, and uh, I can see it working for Marvel. So, yeah, I'm keen on it. On December 2 as well, we have the Upbound Ghost, which is this cute little Paper Mario like RPG, which I'm looking forward to a great deal. You play as a ghost, and you have to go and help other ghosts get over their regrets and stuff, and then ascend to the afterlife. You do that by a Paper Mario-style adventuring and Combat system and stuff. It's
5: cute. What it's was charming. the
2: the game where you played as a ghost on DS? Ghost trick, ghost trick, ghost trick. Is it anything like that? No, no. This, isn't actual okay, this is actually okay. I'm not interested then. <laughs> this this is definitely Paper Mario esque. This is definitely they, they looked at the original Paper Mario and the N64 and said well, we're going to do that ghosts. So but no no combat right? It's just an adventure game, yeah. But combat is there Screen- combat? Yeah, screenshot shared combat. Oh, there's combat. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. On December 2, another one on December 2, we've got the Callisto Protocol which is I can't wait. This is Dead Space, isn't it? It's Dead Space with Karen Fukuhara from The Boys. Yeah. Yeah, it's
3: um the the story of seasons for Dead Space. Yeah. I
0: cannot wait. I'm it's so like... ready for that video game. I'm going to get murdered in so many different ways. Gonna yeah, but
2: sick. it's going to be terrible because they missed the Halloween deadline. So Oh, that's how that works. You're super right. No, it's so. Yeah, they, they, they they pushed it back because they missed Halloween. So yeah,
3: that's, that's nah. It's, it's horror, horror month every month. Normalize horror in whatever month you want. The real horror is the fact that we live. Uh, that I live in England. Like that's that's my I, living nightmare every day. Yeah, I genuinely true. thought you we were going to say the real horror is that we live in a society.
0: No, I I was thinking about it, and then I had to stop myself because I thought it was a bit too much.
3: <laughs> like,
4: oh, okay.
2: it's too on brand.
3: <laughs> Yeah, Mix it up.
2: On December 6th we got Warhammer 40k, Inquisitor Martyr. That's what? expansion pack or something? That's the Diablo like one, isn't it? I don't know but also I don't really
0: care at this point like those games are all the same and they're all like sort of 6 out of 10 I
2: think this one is the Diablo like. I think I think. Because the
0: Inquisitor game came out on PS5 recently as an upgrade I believe which is the Diablo game, yeah
2: yeah, so this is like a DLC for that, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Okay. They're On fine. December 8th, we've got Samurai Maiden. You're going to hate this game, Aiden. Uh, Aiden, Allen. Aiden? Aiden. <laughs> I don't know where Wrong Aiden name. came from. <laughs> You're Aiden now. Um, Samurai Maiden. I'm Aiden Pierce. I
0: have an iconic baseball cap.
2: You are not going to like this game. So, Samurai Maiden is a game about um, a girl that gets pulled into the Nobunaga era, you know, sin- Sengoku period, and then has to go and kill zombies and stuff. And That's great.
3: No, that's sick famously elements of the, the, the nobunaga period the zombies yeah
2: the zombies to be fair,
0: that's
3: like most nobunaga based material is oh no he's actually a demon king oh yeah yeah he's like got spiritual powers and can raise the dead and stuff it's true
0: yeah that's just nobunaga though that's just a guy yeah,
3: yeah. but this
0: time See, around... i wish that like i wish there was more games about like king henry the and the fact that he was actually just a necromancer
3: <laughs> like i want that that's I'm just imagining, here. like, while we're talking about this, there's just footage of the most fan-service-y anime game playing in the <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Something <laughs> that I could not show
0: my parents without being horribly disappointed in myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's by D3 Publisher, which is the same group as Oni Chambara and other Oh, movie no, games. hell
0: yeah. No, Oni Chambara the new one was great. That was oh. cool as hell.
2: See, this is a thing. Alan says he doesn't like fanservice, but every time you mention like a good fanservice... No, damn, that Alan's game is like, not oh, fan yes, service.
0: That game is insane. <laughs> that game is just like an insane fever dream that I can't explain and I love that I can't explain it.
1: Alo just plays it for the story. Not
0: I legitimately
2: games. do. Like, you're saying this is a joke,
0: <laughs> but I'm being dead shit serious. That is the energy that I
1: have. <laughs>
2: You're the only one that plays on each it, It's like
1: reading Playboy for like the articles and not the pictures, you know. I don't think like... I've ever bought a Playboy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Matt, what comes up next? <laughs> Moving on. You don't buy um... Playboy, you find them all in the woods.
2: Because they're always covered in like sticky juice, and I don't like that. <laughs> Jesus.
1: Next game, next game.
2: Next game. <laughs> 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 on december 13 we've got crisis core final fantasy 7 reunion which is obviously oh, nice. the remake or remaster or whatever full remaster i, I did of... just slap my table i'm really sorry is that i is that
0: I'm so excitement or just yeah excitement hell yeah the best the final fantasy good
2: is that a ps2 game originally that was a, a PSP, uh, PSP, game. PSP, PSP and game. it was held back by the
0: fact the PSP only had like six buttons
2: yeah okay um it's
3: funny because it was around the era when Square Enix was like Final Fantasy 7 is making money we just release Evan Children we're going to make a bunch of extra games for it's it. It's time for Dirge of Cerberus everyone And most of them it. were bad except for this one. This one is great. Yeah, okay, it, it well I like a character.
2: This is this is like one of the very few Final Fantasies I haven't played. So I'm oh, Matt, I'm definitely it. looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be good. It's very existential.
3: It's very very postmodern. And gacked. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ah, but does it have Jesse? That's the main thing. The Final <laughs> Fantasy vii has got a It's, it's Malbu Stacy,
3: but she's got a new hat. <laughs> I was imagining the infomercial announcement, the game cover, a little sticker on the bottom. Now with gact. Yeah, now with gact from the Devil May Cry series.
2: <laughs> uh, and then um rounding out the month, I guess, uh, on December 15, because there's nothing that then comes out until January. Uh, on December 15, you got Azure Striker Gun Vault 3. Oh, hell yeah. Which I believe really going with that one. Yeah, the next instalment in the high-speed 2D action gunboat series. So there you go. Has anyone been playing them? Pretty decent, from what I know.
3: Yeah, same from what I know. But has has anyone ever met anyone who's been playing them consistently? Well, they've got an audience, I would assume. I'd
0: have to It comes across as very much like my cousin loves this game, (laughs) and it's like your actual second cousin, not your
3: main cousin. No, hold on. None of us have said that we know someone who plays this game.
2: Matt just said, "I assume." I assume they've got an audience. I have to assume these things. Otherwise, they wouldn't be, get no to number subject. three. They wouldn't get to number three. they? It. It's not like they're just churning out these things and they're not selling any copies. It's like... There are yeah. worse things that sell copies that shouldn't. It's true.
0: Like, I, yeah. It's true. Insightful commentary from a video game podcast. <laughs> there are worse things that sell copies. And they only cost $8. It's yeah. a pretty decent. Yeah, you know what? Everyone who's listening to the podcast, buy that game and then tell us about it. Yeah, yeah. Please, please, do. Wait please because we trouble. won't.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> none, of, none of us are going to be playing it. Um, I don't even know what a game is. Uh, let's have a look at the Switch, shall we? On the Switch, I don't know if we have to. here there's. Um, Romancing Saga comes out on the Switch as well, which is cool. Mm. Yep, that's fine. <laughs>
0: the fact you're like that's fine tells me all I need to know about that series, and that's okay.
2: No, no, no. The, I, I really don't have a thing against the saga games. I'm pretty positive with all of the ones that I've re- reviewed. Um, it's just, yeah.
0: It's like it's just okay. Not
2: it's it's a JRPG. It's just not an RPG that I would recommend to Alan, for example, or you Aiden. You would recommend even.
0: most RPGs to Alan or Aiden.
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> I wanna
0: point out that's the first time I've ever been called Aiden before, by the way. I've been called Alex, Oliver. <laughs> like I actually
1: Eli. thought originally he said har like like Hayden? Like he was looking at Harvest. Oh, like name. Christensen and, and then he, was he looked looking
3: at, at was looking at the Alan. maiden part and then rhymed it.
2: Yeah, it was the I think it was the, the maiden thing that I just got my brain confused oh, with. I'm known for being such I a put, lovely maiden. I put Alan in Samurai Maiden and I don't know, maybe he's Nobunaga or something. Yeah, I'm actually a demon prince. <laughs> uh, on oh, back to the games on December one. Here's a game that Alan is definitely going to enjoy. Lover, pretend. I don't know anything about it. It's just that is the cool. dumbest
0: name I've ever heard. And we've been doing this podcast for like five years at this point. <laughs> <laughs> who who makes that? Yeah, a, that's such a good question to ask.
2: <laughs> that's yeah. I should have looked this up. No, before. what's it called? Sorry, Lover, pretend. Oh, it's an access Actually, it's um, it's a Access. game that I probably will. I probably will like. It's an ultimate. Uh, uh, it, it's an otome. I did. Yeah, this that's is what not I thought. That's
3: what I thought. There were three possible developers that could have made that one, and Ultimate was one of them.
2: So actually, this is what a is game an otome I, game? This is a game I'm looking forward to now. So an otome game is a visual novel, um, in which is kind of more targeted towards women, in that the protagonist is a woman and the love interests are all men. Um,
3: yeah, it's like. You think it's going to be a dating sim because you've played um, male focused dating sims and then you play the game and then you're like, wait, what the hell have I got myself into?
2: Yeah, it's it's really weird because they're often a lot more mature. And I mean that in the kind of real sense of the word, not just big boobs. They're, they're, and yeah, ass, yeah. they're actually more mature than um, kind of visual novels aimed at men because because they're targeted towards the women. The the idea of you know what is fan service and you know um, how romance works and all those kinds of things is is different. So they're more story driven kind of. They, they go some pretty dark places too. Some of them, like some of them, go crazy places that I just never would have thought of in a, in a kind of a romance. Kind so
1: of Fifty Shades of number. Cray, the game,
2: awesome. Uh, no, have you? More like Not really. Lots no. of lots of people are dying. There's blood everywhere. Uh, there's been a massacre, but she hooked up with a dude at the end.
1: So Bridgeton. okay, awesome. So, so I want to point out, when
0: you first said what that was, I thought you were talking about the balls that you squeeze and they go... <laughs> okay, so gosh. I had to look it up just to... Con- no, it's an autom- automaton.
3: Oh,
4: automaton.
0: <laughs> that's a, the musical. That's musical I you know? love
2: them. That's, I yeah, love the them. Ball, like the Kirby the one that goes... <laughs>
0: Oh you the just,
3: best... you've just ruined it for me. The now best... I'm just going to think about squeezing balls every time I play it. <laughs> you yeah, haven't been
0: thinking about that
2: beforehand? No. Oh, no, you've
0: been doing it wrong, mate.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um on also on December one, we're still only on December one with Switch. Um <laughs> on December one, there's a game called Inscription coming out. Now inscription is a yeah. very good PC game. Very, very good PC game. And now it's coming to Switch, which is it's this horror. Themed card game, It's barely a card game. Yeah, it's not really a card game. It looks like a card
0: game. It looks like a. It's not. It's, a, it's a, the it's only a hor- card
2: game that I've been okay with. It's definitely a horror thing, <laughs> um, in a good way. So I'm I'm looking forward to playing that on Switch because then it can be on the go, which works for me. So yeah, on December two, <laughs> Um, Cyrilim Ultimate comes out now. Cyril (laughs) is a series by an Aussie one-man band developer called Dylacine Games, and I think he's done five or six of them now, and these games are ridiculous in terms of how much time you can spend grinding away collecting monsters. It's kind of like Pokemon, but very indie, and rather than 300 Pokemon to collect, there's like 30,000 and... The randomly generated dungeon levels go to like level nine million three hundred seventy two, and one person uh, made this. Yeah, and you can level your characters up to beyond these higher levels, and you end up spending like three million hours playing the game. Um, that's what Sierra Lim is, and Cirulum Ultimate. The Ultimate in there has me a little bit concerned because I probably end up playing it, and then I don't know if I've got the time for it. But um, they're actually good. Like, for what is essentially an endless grindy game um they're they're very very good and they look very humble but once you get into them they're, they're just crazy in terms of how much depth there is to it so there you go that is a very hardcore game for a very hardcore audience but <coughs> that will last you all the way through Christmas and beyond on December 2 on a very different note we've got super Kiwi 64. Now, nice. this game, yeah, this game caught my attention because I saw it on Itch and it looked good. And it is a Nintendo 64 throwback platformer, as the name suggests, where you play as a Kiwi and you go and collect stuff, just like Banjo-Kazooie or Mario 64, that kind of era of platformer. But a Kiwi, we haven't got that many like- kind of N64 throwback games. Like a, oh, know, a lot, a lot of the retro developers are, you Ooh. know, still making Super NES games or super, still making, you know, NES style games. I'm actually going to argue with you there because
0: they are a lot, but they're not getting a lot of traction for whatever reason. There was a really good game that came out on the Switch called like Little Demon or something like that. You played as a devil girl, and it's oh,
3: I know that one. It's the Paper yeah. Mario
0: platformer, right? Yeah, it's really, really it's cool. good. There's also the other one that's like Blue Fire, which is also a Mario 64 style platformer. It's like a bit Dark Souls-y because it's got the bonfire stuff. That's pretty cool. There's also um, I mean, we're going to talk about ukulele, but ukulele exists. But there's there's a few of these <laughs> that exist in this
3: world that are coming out, and for yeah, some but... reason they're not getting the traction they should. It's yeah. weird. There's I don't Quite know. a few Paper Mario likes now. There's that like, Ghost Game. There's Bug Fables. The Bug, uh, bug Fables are so sweet
0: what a lovely game
2: yeah uh, that game that's a wonderful game i know there are a couple of especially the paper mario likes but i don't know i I don't see too many efforts to do like n64 graphics i think is more the thing um perhaps because it's kind of primitive primitive 3d versus i mean the super NES sprites for example they still look great because that was the aesthetic whereas I get the sense that, like, PlayStation 1 era or N64 3D... Was, transitional, yeah. Yeah, it, it was more... It was transitional and 3D graphics didn't start getting interesting until perhaps the PS2. So this kind of N64 era, people love the console, uh, but perhaps they don't care for the aesthetic um, as an indie developer or something. I don't know. I don't know. I'm Have just you paid attention to the PS1 horror... Disc like
0: demo disc compilations they keep releasing every year. Oh uh,
2: yeah, itch itch goes crazy with those kind of PS one style horror games. It is phenomenal for that sort of. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. it's
0: fantastic. There was yeah. a really really good demo disc that was released I believe two years ago for the um like the horror experience. Stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean every week I do my little Amazing. Itch. I, I do my itch write ups on the site and that means I'm kind of looking at itch every every week and every week there's like a new dozen PS one era horror game things on there which is good they they all look interesting enough I guess but that's yeah I, I think because the ps1 was kind of dark and grimy graphics if that makes sense like it, it works for horror that it kind it of really does yeah hmm. in which the horror kind
3: of yeah. the, the console where it all took off yes of it was
2: also the first time that horror was really a thing um, I guess we kind of associate with it as a result of that yeah yeah um, i mean uh anyway.
0: did you guys ever play lost in vivo sorry this is like extremely a, a divergent i'm really sorry for that
3: i do but lost in vivo is oh matt you should play that that's a that's a this game to me many times and i've still not done it it's I so still cheap. haven't played it's... the
2: sexy brutale alan fucking hell you did play the sexy brutale <laughs> it's the glass
0: onion game that you never thought you needed that's a five-year-old
3: joke now <laughs>
2: yeah i know we've been joking about Jeez. that on the podcast Five forever. years are you serious yeah matt was the other matt new zealand matt used to be on the podcast regularly remember he used to make fun of me for playing the sexy brutal as well <laughs> yeah <laughs> um december 2 we're still on december 2 here's a game for you alan you'll love this one sakura succubus 6 oh. is it like the the succubus with a gun game that you were playing on switch no this is a visual novel with big boobs.
3: how many succubus sakura games are there
2: uh, there's well, hundreds, aren't there? there? There's hundreds and there's six apparently of the Sakura Succubus series. They must. Sell, How do they
3: keep making these?
2: They must. Sell, there must be people out there that like the big boob succubus thing. I I need them to like put a limit
0: on the amount of su- sounds you can have in a single game's title. <laughs> yeah, because it's too much.
3: The other weird thing, too, is that I know people who have played the Sakura games. I still don't know anyone who's played Azure Striker Gunvolt.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I've played a Sakura game. There was one that I played, which was like a dungeon crawler, which was actually decent. Um, Yeah, it it was not a visual novel. I don't know if I played any of the Sakura visual novels. Um, Anyway, it was a long time ago that I played that dungeon crawler. I can't even remember what it's called. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't do anything that for is, me. That is crap looking. Samurai in Madem- Sam- Samurai Maiden, the Aiden game does come out Aiden on Aiden. December 8th for the Switch as well, so you can play it on the go if you really want to play that kind of thing on the train. And I don't have- know who
0: who is that for? Because like I would feel so uncomfortable playing that sort of game on the
2: train. As somebody who's played Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball on the train, you get over it. <laughs> There's i respect answer. that yeah that's, it's matt and
0: matt's the, the audience for that game there, well, there's a point lines,
2: that's there, your answer. there's a point where you just go oh, fuck it i don't care anymore yeah, and well, and well, you well. just play what you want to play and if people think you're weird then so be it um that stresses me out in australia
0: because they will just stab you <laughs>
1: <laughs> i have never met a normal person on a train so it's okay to play fan servicey games <laughs>
0: Actually, I've never I have on a person on a train. I just sit in
2: silence and it... stare. Last, at this. last last week the, the trains were down, so they were doing buses um, to, between Wollongong and Sydney. And I was on a bus and there was a dude playing a switch. And I'm always curious about what other people are playing. I must admit I'm really naughty like that. Uh, anyway, I don't point... like you using the word naughty to describe yourself. <laughs> at at one point he um he the like he, he moved his switch screen or something i got a quick glimpse he was playing disco elysium and i was like yeah you're a oh. you're a smart dude you're a you're a you're a smart yes yeah, but him. what
1: what half do you go on yeah know he
2: the... wasn't being a nazi Matt? Oh, that's true he may have been a nazi but at least he was a thinking guy because only thinking i don't think anyone play disco elysium. Gets, disco elysium. gets disco elysium to play as the nazis i don't think it's a thing people do i was thinking this
0: like that that run is for no one except
2: for massive nerds who want to go back and play as a nazi after playing the correct i must admit i'm (laughs) i'm definitely if i find the time over christmas i actually had like plans to do the nazi path and see what happens um and just see just how much you must hate everything to to actually do that like think about it. you're going to read three million how much do you not thing. respect your fellow man yeah it, it definitely like it, it, i know you can be the nazi in this game and it's like that's one of the four paths you can take and they're all different political idol- ideologies and you know technically you can do that but it's pretty clear that if you're going to play as the nazi in that game the game's gonna hate you like <laughs> that's you're gonna hate you it's, yeah. re- it's representing life itself yeah yeah definitely so um yeah, anyway, Dis- Disco Elysium, good game. Play that. Yeah, not play out. that game not... instead of playing a fucking titty bounce game, whatever the fuck that's not, about. It's not out in December, but you can play it. It's, it's out now. It's, it's <laughs> out now. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so on December 8th, here's a game that I'm actually quite looking forward to. Uh, it's called Witch of the Holy Night, which is... Oh, I don't say Witcher. <laughs> no. No. Witch
0: that's
2: coming Holy... out in December as well. will the PS5 update, yeah. 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 Um, But Witch of the Holy Night is a classic visual novel by Type Moon. I think it came out before Fate or maybe Uh immediately after, one or the other. Uh, It it was before Type Moon kind of took off as a developer and Fate became all it does. Uh, But Witch of the Holy Night is a very well-respected visual novel by these guys. And uh, we've never had it in English before. So this is the first time it's been localised. I believe. So it would have started out and it like, is a on full... CD-ROMs and an anime con. Yes, it w- was like a 90s game. Um, so I love that sort of underground vibe, though. That's cool. Yeah, some of those games start do start to... They are starting to get discovered, I guess, now that they've been around long enough and there's a certain thing about kind of the, the graphics they used in those kinds of games back in the day people are rediscovering them so yeah this one is this one's definitely a game to look forward to if you're into your visual novels we also have moving on dragon quest treasures comes out on december 9 because Enix just can't stop giving us games to play at the moment what is um, that this is an rpg alan
0: no but like is it a main like a, a proper style dragon it quest is, or is a, it like a spin-off
3: what's the premise yeah, I, I need more information <laughs> than that, You can't just say it's a
0: game in the series,
3: but it's
2: not the game in the series. It, there's treasure.
3: There's treasure in the original
0: Dragon Quest.
2: No, it's definitely not. The treasure um... is the
0: friends you make along the way in this game. <laughs> put
2: it put it this way: it is not Dragon Quest Twelve. Um, I don't know that much. Something got it. blood in it. It's to, not to mature be, enough. <laughs> to be honest, I don't follow Dragon Quest that closely because I am just going to play each Dragon Quest game. So, um. I know i'm going to play dragon quest treasures i haven't gone and found out anything about it um but it should be good it looks good if you go and check it out on the google's you'll find out about it i think it's uh let me see it is a game that's about collecting loots from hard to reach places and then oh
3: it follows one of the characters from 11.
1: Mm -hmm. is it Silvando? no no i don't
3: give a shit then
2: i think it's i think it's a basically i think it's basically a collecting game like you, you go and find resources and then craft stuff and then go and explore for for more resources and stuff i think Anyway, they're releasing, yeah, not it in- <laughs> they're releasing it in the uh, end of December. So I don't, I don't think they have too much faith in it themselves, to be honest. Uh, what else we got? We've also got Final Fantasy VII Reunion just come out on Switch as well. So you can play it portable the way it was originally done. You've got Raptor Boyfriend, a high school rem- is that the dating game where you date a raptor? Where no, you date raptor a raptor? The
3: bird or raptor the dinosaur.
2: <laughs> um, romance a magical fairy, a sensitive Sasquatch, and a bold velociraptor.
3: <laughs> Why would you not pick the
2: velociraptor?
3: <laughs> it's in the title of the game. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's good. There you go, Alan, that'll be your game of the year for sure. No, you're going to pick, even you're gonna pick that, the raptor. Like, that sounds like <laughs> shit. <laughs> you're going to pick the raptor. I'm sure you are.
0: No, no, not
1: the Sasquatch. It probably actually no. I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna
0: cry good. my own fucking shirt
2: because that's miserable.
3: <laughs> if they have a sense of humor about it, it probably will actually be pretty good.
2: Yeah, it could be good fun. It could be like that bird one.
3: Oh yeah, I love the bird one.
2: Yeah, that was good fun. Um, more visual novels: Napoleon in the Third World, A Maiden with a, Without the Word Impossible. That comes out what? on December sixteen. Um, don't know. Don't know much about that one to be honest. And it's not a gender swap, so it's male Napoleon. I think you date him or something. I have no idea. (laughs) Do you date him after he gets exiled? (laughs) Uh, Well, third world, but I don't think Saint Helena counts as third world, does it? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know these things. You're asking me questions. I do not have the. Is this gonna be like
0: a? Is this gonna be like an eternal Sonata situation where you date him in the final two hours of his life when he's dying in his bed? When he starts having like dreams about people named after wars he's fought in.
2: That seems possible to me. Yeah. It checks out. And then one final game comes out on December 16, just in time for Christmas elves, Christmas hentai puzzle. So fuck off. (laughs) No, no, you chose to not talk
0: about so many games in this section. And yet you chose to talk (laughs) about elves, Christmas hentai.
2: Fuck off. Well, that's going be... <laughs> I'm gonna stop at you with that. That's bullshit. That's what you buy, download, and play on Christmas Eve. You know, the family party. Everyone gets around the, you know, the table. And you, you, pull actually, out is you pull out Elves Christmas anti-puzzle, yeah. and it's just a good Little time. Little Jimmy gets out
0: his <laughs> Christmas stocking and pulls out a copy of Elves Christmas anti.
3: Can I just say, too, uh, the joke I was going to make is that for the last couple of games, we haven't actually been looking at what the games are about. We've just been imagining what the games would be like based solely on the titles. And describing if we would like that or not. And then we arrive at Elves Christmas hentai puzzle. There's no it,
0: it, it is clear on what it wants to be. So There's I respect no it to a certain there. degree. <laughs> <laughs> like, like obviously I'm not happy about it, but I I understand
1: <laughs> there is an audience for that. Just call it what you are, yeah. Yeah. Oh,
0: what if oh, it's a, great movie an, a by Luca Gordinho? A,
1: a simulation <laughs> game where you build Christmas presents. And the Christmas presents sometimes are naughty, and the idea is to make sure your elves don't make naughty Christmas presents. What
0: I if don't like the amount of times that naughty has been said.
1: <laughs> you start this with supple.
0: I did not start anything with supple. I started a good sentence with supple. All
2: right. But right. so, Matt, what are you looking forward to this month? <laughs> uh, definitely all Christmas hentai Puzzle. Um Definitely. Yep, okay, moving on. <laughs> Holden, what are you looking for this month? <laughs>
3: Uh, I think I will probably play Final Fantasy Crisis Core Reunion, whatever you call it. Yeah, yeah,
1: that'll be a good game. That's
0: a good choice. Yeah, Trent, what do you reckon?
1: I want that ghost RPG thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's gonna be a good game.
2: it be cool. Yeah, it, it does look good. It does look really nice. That one, very charming. Matt, do I give it an actual answer by the way? Oh right. Um, yeah. Why not? <laughs> uh, Samurai Maiden. Yeah. If it's like and... Oni Chambara, then I'll be happy. Yeah, it's like one step down from your
3: original choice. <laughs> no, but at least there's like a thing to that game. Like, there's there's something <laughs> there's... to it other than
0: just like I'm gonna jack off with one hand and hit <laughs> A with the other. There's a puzzle, Alan. It's it's a no. Of the the title. puzzle is how hard you can hit A in rhythm.
1: <laughs> the puzzle probably completes itself. You don't want to interrupt the <laughs> gameplay. It's, it's the it. only
0: thing that finishes. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the
1: Callisto protocol. <laughs>
4: I <laughs> don't <laughs> <laughs>
0: So the biggest release, obviously, in probably the world, I would say, in the last you know four weeks, has of course been Pokemon, and it sold, we've it seen outsold God of
2: War like it's two outsold to one. Literally every two, two to one. It's insane. <laughs> it's um, actually that game um, is... the highest, the fastest selling Nintendo game ever too. That does not surprise me. I Doesn't mean, it's me okay. Either. It's
1: going to be beaten by Zelda.
2: I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Yeah, I yet. don't think it will not because it's the Japanese market, man. They they love Pokemon. I they they like Zelda, but I don't think it's anywhere near like what they have for Pokemon. Zelda doesn't
3: have weird
0: little guys.
2: Yeah, that's it does the main have weird difference. little guys. Just not no, but men. not enough little weird guys. little guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, yeah, that the Scotland Valley obviously came out and it's open world, and as a result of that, oh boy, that's a there's some things. <laughs>
2: there are some things. It certainly has the been. The things are not all good,
0: unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> there are some good things. There's a lot of uh, things that I, I look at and think, surely not. And then you play the game and you realise that surely, yes, that is the situation. Um, uh, Open world, obviously, is a really exciting concept because for me, at least, playing Pokemon back as a child, the main thing that I always thought about was, wouldn't it be cool to run around in a field in full 3D and catch, like, a, a skiddy? Like, wouldn't that be sick? And I think that's where Pokemon Scarlet and Violet actually succeed. I don't think it succeeds in any other area. But the the excitement of having that childhood dream realised for the first time in a passable way is enough for me to basically write these games off as pretty good if you ignore the bad shit.
4: <laughs>
2: However, I mean, the bad I guess... shit... I, I guess I does, understand if you can't ignore it. <laughs> I, I guess it kind of does show how difficult it is to take something and move it into, you know, a, an open world space. And all the, all the developers and publishers want to do that because open world is where the money's at. Um, that is where the kind of the blockbuster stuff gets pitched at. And it is just something that it, it's like a first person shooter a decade ago. It's just the mm. default approach for for big stuff and as a result if you want to have a really mainstream game and um there there is an expectation i guess that you try and do open world and certainly there have been uh, a lot of attempts to take games that or properties that were not open world and put them in an open world and the the results have been pretty mixed i mean everyone knows that breath of the wild is a well-regarded game when they took the the zelda formula and put that into an open world um but there have been plenty of examples that have been less than well-regarded. So Pokemon we? is the most recent one, but um, Final Fantasy 15, when they did they put Final Fantasy in open world, that did not go down well with a lot of people. Uh, and another good example of that, I guess, is, is Dynasty Warriors. Uh, when they Ooh. did an open world Dynasty Warriors with nine, that did not sit well with a lot of people as well. So... It is hard. You like that one, though, right? I like it, but I, I'm definitely an outlier there. Um, mm. it, it, it is definitely difficult, is is the thing. So that's what we thought we'd talk about: why it might be difficult yeah. to do that, and um, mm. whether they should even try. Like, I'm sorry example- to like sort of derail you for a second there, but when you mentioned Breath
0: of the Wild, I thought that was a really interesting statement to make because I think that is a horrible Zelda game, but a great open world game.
3: Yeah, they took a lot. Of, they took a lot of Zelda out of the game. But they
2: made it, make it work on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. So well, maybe that's, they, that's what you have to do. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps that's what you have to do to make it an open world thing uh, is choose, about, uh, choose between how much of the property you can retain versus how much you kind of have to, to let go um, to, to make it work. I, I think, you know, you, you make a good point. I mean, Final Fantasy XV as well actually got rid of a lot of, uh, a lot of the yeah, elements so a Final lot of Final Fantasy, Fantasy uh, that, that I think a lot of people liked. So I think that was definitely part of the issue that people had with that game as well. It's weird that Final Fantasy XV landed so flat when Breath of the Wild didn't. Did um, it land flat? Well,
3: it, It's kind of settled into being quite mid out of all the Final Fantasies, I think. I think whereas... after they did
2: all the DLC and all the yeah. the patches and all the updates, I think what it evolved into has become something that people have generally enjoyed. But definitely on release, it was one of those games that if you dared to like it, you were in trouble, um, which I think... Really? Because I frothed it from day one. I thought it was great. No, I got. Yeah, I remember I, liking I got, it
3: quite a bit as well.
2: I got in a lot of trouble for liking it. Being yeah, you you can like literally yelling.
0: everything. You run a game journalism site. What are
2: you talking about? <laughs> I know. It's somebody,
0: your job to uh, you get yelled at by uh, some guy called puss crusher 69 on
2: your website oh man i'm up to i I wake up at the morning (laughs) i wake up i woke up this morning to do this podcast and this is the week after for people listening this is the week after i published the pokemon review and i kid you not i had 36 um comments in moderation on the website and i deleted every single one of them because they were not contributing (laughs) to, to the discourse around the game let's put it that way um yeah, I'm I'm copping it for daring to like Pokemon. Yeah, I, copped it, I copped it for how daring, daring to like to daring to like Final Fantasy. If I had a reviewed Breath of the Wild, I would have copped it for daring to not like that game. Yeah. How See dare you? the how selling do you point
1: of Breath of the Wild is ultimately that overlooking Mountain's picture from the original Zelda game. Like yeah. that's the selling yeah. point of Breath of the Wild that everyone wants to experience that, you know oh, suddenly I'm in this, you know, wild area and, you know, over there might be a temple or something like that. You and know, that's the failing point because there's just those shrines. But yeah, the shrines are you, shit. N- you know why yeah. I
2: think why I think Breath of the Wild worked was even though they did have to dis- discard elements of the Zelda formula, I guess, to to squish it into or to, to expand it out to an open world. Um, Zelda has never been... An explicit narrative-driven game. Um, it's always been something about exploring and then doing the dungeon, which is like an isolated small section of the, the map, and then moving to the next part. So, I mean, Ocarina of Time, for example, it's not open world, but it was not a narrative-driven thing. And a lot of what people did in Ocarina of Time you could put into Breath of the Wild in terms of you know um, putting the the dungeons in in spots and then having the kind of the, the traversal across the world to get to it. It's expanded in Breath of the Wild, and it's a little bit more um, you know open open world in terms of its approach. But the fundamentals of it move across better, I think. Whereas with something like Final Fantasy, what people come to in Final Fantasy is a very narrative driven experience. They want the story stuff, and open world doesn't necessarily gel well with linear storytelling (laughs) by its nature yeah
3: yeah, very bad at telling stories
2: yeah because by its nature open world's about putting yourself in the space and kind of being free to go and do what you want uh that is a, a very significant change to telling a linear story that people kind of follow along with which is what you do with final fantasy so i think that's kind of fundamentally where things didn't work with final fantasy I mean, I I saw a really good... I don't know where I saw this from, but it was a really good take
0: that giving a traditionally narrative game an open-world setting is like giving your lead actor in a movie no script. Yeah, that's good. I like that. Because, like... I I think the narrative of Zelda games
1: uh, is more of a nostalgia of Miyamoto's quotes where it's like, you know it's about going into the mountains and stuff like that. He used to explore as a kid, like that is the narrative of Zelda games that basically it's Nintendo fans latching on this, you know, childhood imagination of the video game creator. And that continues along, you know, and then with Breath of the Wild, you've got that, you know, that mountain picture is the big thing that, oh, I'm suddenly on this pillar. I'm suddenly seeing everything this guy was on about this kind of thing.
3: I think like every open world game sells itself based on the experience of existing and being there. Even something like GTA, the experience of being there and being a criminal. It's like when Alan described Scarlet, he was saying it's the experience of being young and playing Pokemon and going where you want to go and finding what you want to find. But you wouldn't describe that as a the story of four <laughs> black clothes wearing teenagers going on a road trip to save their kingdom. Like that's not how you would describe an open world game, right? You have to fixate on the experience or the narrative.
2: Yeah, I think yeah. Um, Pokemon's an interesting one that you know a lot of people don't like it. Uh, I, I think we can safely people, say really that. No, not Pokemon. I just like miserable. I need but, to grow. Yeah, on. well, I was going. s <laughs> I was about to add that that you know Pokemon fans are are an interesting bunch of people at the best of times. But the, there are people that don't that don't like this Pokemon game. And I, I think the reason doesn't have to do with the open world. I see some people kind of saying, well, the open world didn't work for it and stuff. I think the open world works. That's the bit of this game that is is definitely- <laughs> That's the only that part of the game that does work. <laughs> the, the, it's definitely the, the bit that they should definitely continue to build on because I think the open world thing is excellent. So I think the issues that Pokemon have, and even though I loved it, there, there are obviously issues with it um beyond the technical issues there there is a, a lack of things to do outside of catching pokemon and battling them mm. which I, I think ask- is something they can address in the future they can put activities i mean yakuza manages to put a lot of activities in its mm. game you can do that in an open world game and that's fine um uh, but they the, want this the no... point of how big it is though yeah like they yeah. want the, the hugeness of it yeah, and you can you just space that out a bit more. Um, You know, you go to a city, you have some activity to do in that city. I think that's what is lacking from Pokemon. That when I went from place to place, what was doing basically the same thing. Whereas even in Pokemon Red and Blue, you know, you get to the the ghosty town and you get to explore a, a ghost, you know, a haunted building. a town is yeah, definitely the you uh, move ac- highlights of Red. <laughs> and you, move a- you move across <laughs> to the big city. There's like the gambling center, which they can't do these days, of course, but. um, <laughs> there was yeah, that things it? to do. There Loop were those instead. Of, yeah. Uh you went to the little kind of the, the beachside town and you got to meet Bill. You know, you had those kind of little anecdote anecdotes and experiences that were unique to each area. So they need to put that back into the game and I think they will be able to without missing Can I would I would
1: say Arceus is a better open world game, even though it's not really an open world game. I found that the, the plots and the, um, you know, the missions sort of seem to be a little bit more coherent in Arceus than, um you know, yes, you've got those collector font stuff, but it's like, okay, well to do this, you have to do this, this, and this. And, you know, it just seems a little bit more in tune with the exploration and what you need to do and where you need to go. Uh, whereas, you know, in this game, it's kind of like, okay, well, you know, because it doesn't really explicitly tell you after that first prompt, it's kind of like, well, okay, well, I just have to explore. Well, that, to that, was work out of, it, that was kind of
2: that was kind of the point, Trent. But, I mean, it was pretty obvious. I mean, the guy literally says the the the, the principal of the school literally says, "Go and be free." Uh, they yes, keep you telling know, it's you it's an open
3: world game in the open world game it annoys me so much like every time you finish an objective he's like now you can go and do whatever you want like i get it yep Stop but the game
1: it. isn't fun to explore i think that's the ultimate problem with Scarlet. the movement isn't it interesting yeah <laughs> yeah like it's just like it's i i don't feel compelled to go to areas after i've like been there maybe like for five seconds like you know, the way I play Pokemon doesn't really mesh well with that, but with Arceus, it kind of did. And I also feel like that Sun and Moon was that the last Pokemon main game? Sword and Shield. Possible? Sword and Shield. Um, that sort of had a lot better cutscenes and a little bit more, you know, emotion and stuff in the cutscenes. Like you have like the, you know, the Pokemon cutscene where they'll, when you first get the free balls and it's like all fun and playful. I feel like that, uh, you know, this game is missing that in like the storytelling as well. It's very cut and dry and, you know, we have, you know, make it more sterile to appeal to more players rather than I don't having think, I don't think any that, outs of emotion.
2: I don't think that was where that came from. I don't think they were trying to make it sterile to appeal to more players. I think that that is perhaps part of the consequence of, of the open world, because again, the point of Pokemon Violet and Scarlet was to give people an open world to explore. So they de-emphasized the the steps they were taking in plot to bring it back Mm -hmm. to like i said in my review something that's much more like pokemon red and blue which is just go from town to town collecting pokemon along the way battling in a gym going to the next town so i think that's what they thought was kind of appropriate for for the open world experience and perhaps they thought if they tried to make it more of a linear storytelling thing they might lose some of the quality of the the open world, which is kind of what we'll be talking about in this what this section was about, is the difficulties with taking something that was formerly not open world and sticking it in an open world um, setting. So, can I yeah. can
0: I jump in for a second?
2: Well, if you want to, <laughs> I'm going to jump. sorry, I've
0: been listening to you. Try, yeah. Um, I think the only. Story based game that has ever succeeded in the transition between a straightforward, like a a narrative based, like progression, like da 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 sort of game is The Witcher 3. I think it's the only game that's ever actually succeeded in creating a coherent reason as to why it is now open world as well. Um, simply because think about it that way, hey, yeah, because I mean, Witcher
2: Witcher and Witcher 2 were not really open world. Games they
0: were, they were pretty straightforward, like zone, like small zone games. And yeah. mm-hmm. for Witcher 3, it made sense given the narrative context. Obviously, being a monster hunter, of course, you're going to go out and do your job as a monster hunter. It's a bit like odd because obviously the world is ending and you need to stop that, but also you need to make money to like pay for your food. Um, I think it has a very similar sort of design philosophy to Scarlet and Violet, where the main point of it is in The Witcher, you are a Witcher. in Pokemon, you are a Pokemon trainer. It makes sense for you to do basic stuff. And I think they both fail in a similar area in that The Witcher is not interesting to traverse the world. And it's not interesting to traverse the world in Scarlet and Violet. I think Breath of the Wild is a more powerful open world game because it has more interesting modes of movement. Yeah, I, think, I think you're under an you get interesting get more thing options you- as a result of that. Mm-hmm. And there's a, there's a sort of limitation there where a lot of modern games are so focused on putting you into the role of a character without making it interesting because they're saying, Oh, you wouldn't get to do that because you're this character, but I don't really care about that because in the end, I'm trying to have a fun time playing a game that is trying to give me an experience. And unless you're pathologic, you're not trying
2: to make me upset. <laughs> you know well, I mean, I think, mean, like, I think, it, I think, I think there a there there's a limitation like, to it with, with the Witcher three, um, if they hadn't made The Witcher 3 as a game where you just go and kind of hunt the monsters, right? And that was kind of the core mechanic and the entire thing was based on that. And they didn't put the side quests in and they didn't put the Gwent game in and all those things. If they just had that core experience, obviously the game wouldn't have been anywhere near as well-received. And I think that's the situation Pokemon's in, right? Mm. Yeah, that you need the distractions. They've you got need like, the, the little sideshows yeah exactly. they've they've got the core experience They're the weird little guys. and it, it's good. <laughs> like it, it's good. Just like the monster hunting bit in the witcher is good. Um, but what elevated the witcher and made it this universally beloved game was simply that there was more texture to it, and Pokemon lacks that texture. Yeah. if you if you get hooked into the the core mechanic of it, You may not care. It doesn't bother me too much. But at the same time, I can see that there was potential to be much more if it had the texture, if it had that those additional kind of experiences that made wandering around the world in the Witcher interesting. It wasn't the wandering that made it interesting. It was the fact that you might run into somebody that will give you an interesting story to follow um, for a while. So that I think that is possibly if you're to really boil down where the issue is pokemon violet and scarlet is it's not that it's open world because that's a good thing it's not that the pokemon collecting stuff is bad because it's not the no, technical issues the technical issues are definitely an issue and you know but you can forgive that stuff because it is a turn-based rpg it doesn't stop you from playing the game where the problem is is just simply that it's um it it missed the need for texture for open worlds hmm and that applies yeah. to a, a lot of games, to be honest. I, I don't think um, I don't think the Assassin's Creed games, especially the earlier ones, are particularly good open world experiences. Uh, I no, think they're they would be better just as... places you run around and you collect. Shit yeah, in. I, yeah I, it's it's interesting. The stuff I liked about the earlier Assassin's Creed games, and I love the earlier Assassin's Creed games, but what I liked about them was the linear storytelling bits. The open world stuff was just I, I could do without. Um, it's there to pad out time, and I think a lot of developers there was nothing... are using it to pad out time exactly there was nothing to do in that game but you ended up with a very big time clock because you had to spend hours wandering from place to place so yeah that's that's an issue that i've had with the open world genre uh as a whole it's actually the same issue that dynasty warriors had really i mean dynasty warriors Mm. the idea is great to be honest um you've got warfare breaking out across all of china being able to kind of wander around from battle to battle and do your thing to support your faction is a is a really good idea but how that boiled down was really you just, there, there was a couple of places where there was uh, a castle you need to capture and uh, that bit was fine, but the 15 minutes took you to run across the continent to get to that spot was mm. was not so interesting. So the comparison
0: that I saw that to sort of jump on your point there as well and add to it is that in a movie, you wouldn't see 10 minutes of a main character traveling to the next narrative point. You just cut to the narrative point.
2: Yeah, exactly. And I think I think there's a lot of games that are open world that would have been better off not being open world, you know? Mm. Um, and I do question this idea of the default of moving from... Uh, the, the default approach that a lot of these developers are taking that they need to try and make open world games. Uh, I happen to think it was the right thing to do for Pokemon <laughs> to, oh, to move 100%. into open world. It's the way to go. Yeah. So it's a little bit different that there are a lot of others. I mean, Final Fantasy 15, I think I would have preferred that if it was a linear storytelling thing. I like the characters, I like the the general plot when it got there. I just didn't care much for driving around and stuff. I did like the the drifting Chocobo, but the <laughs> car the car bit was, was not Yeah. The the car bit was not for me. So Final Fantasy 15 could have been linear like Final Fantasy 13 and I would have been happy. But I do think Pokemon needed to go open world. I think that was the right move for it. But yeah. it's shocking me that it hasn't happened previously just
0: in
3: even in a 2d setting like a gta style top-down sort of thing i think they just they don't have the resources for it and even now you can kind of see they don't have the resources for it my, my you say is that, that but
2: it's like the biggest media property ever it that's, is and I, that I, is the I that kind is of the, wondered why like that, that is the one thing it. that yeah, that is the one thing that do, does really bother me about how they manage pokemon it's like i get that they don't feel the need to do triple a blockbuster and that's fine. I'm totally fine with that. Um, What does bother me is that they are so modest in their uh, kind of ambitions despite having the biggest property on the planet. Uh, They could resource up to AAA if they wanted to. They don't want to and... Why would they? They're getting rewarded for it at the moment anyway. Well, yes, but... That you could say that about so much other stuff too, you know, like um, Sony didn't need to resource up to to AAA for everything because they were being rewarded for much more modest scale games. I mean, God of War sold fine as, you know, the God of War it was. Um, I just think that I I, I don't know what it is with, with why they've managed the property that way. I'm not so saying, theory, like I said, I, I, yep, no, I think
3: sorry. I think that the, they still see the Pokemon mainline games as a handheld franchise. And that's why mm. they don't commit so hard to making it a full console thing. Because the Switch is in this weird hybrid space of being half handheld, half console. Um, they They've made console style open world huge games before. I just don't think they view the series for Pokemon as having the same audience or the same structure for it like even playing scarlet and violet i feel at times like this is a handheld game this is a game where they want me to play for 10 minutes and put it down and go do something else like they're not committing to that big sit-down experience
2: yeah that might be it maybe you you may well be right that they think that handheld don't games don't need to be resourced the same way but i i I don't know
3: because arceus was a console game right and you could feel that in the design like they were were making an experience for consoles and this one feels more in the middle
2: ground yeah i know it's really difficult i i I don't i don't know so what we've come across
0: with in this entire section is we don't know what the fuck to do with we don't know (laughs) just just make it good next time don't have that many problems technically please please fix them give them like another six months please i prefer that
2: well, if they're going you to stick to this, doesn't. if they're going to stick to this open world thing, then you know the 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 days of annual Pokemon are definitely over. Um, yeah. Open open worlds take a lot longer to develop, so if they're going to keep, it, stick with this, you're looking at maybe three four year development cycles going. It forward. wasn't
0: annual back in the day, was it? Like it was every three years or so. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 It's only become annual fairly recently. You are right. I, so I think people can. I think people can wait for a. Pokemon game i don't think people desperately need to have a pokemon game every year insane that pokemon fans will definitely complain if they don't have one every year because yeah pokemon fans wow. are pokemon fans and it doesn't matter what you do they're gonna complain. can we clarify this
0: adult pokemon fans <laughs> yes yes Kids. adult fans of pokemon
2: children yes. are fine because
0: they're normal and their children are <laughs> yeah. just like i want game that makes me happy whereas adults like um excuse me the EV rate for dunce pass it's <laughs> like not the correct one anymore i don't know what they've done to it the game is ruined i can't play anymore
3: better
2: harass everyone that likes it
3: yeah i hate the two parts of me that are like one is this is a game for this is a game targeted towards kids, so I should just enjoy it like like a kid would. And the other half is just like the exp share has ruined everything, and I will never be satisfied with my life ever again.
1: I
2: absolutely <laughs>
3: hate this
1: game. That made the game fun.
2: <laughs> no, I absolutely hate that. I hate it. Uh, Trent. I keep saying it in reviews, and Nintendo never reads them because of the bastards never read my reviews. I keep saying it. Make it optional it's fine to have the xp share in there as an optional thing it was there in the original pokemon that you could get that item and then you know you give it to one pokemon and that's the pokemon that you build up yeah yes. yeah and it forces you to use every pokemon but this thing that you just absolutely have to have every pokemon getting experience after every battle that i do not like that but um i'm not going to but that's go, the weird pokemon, thing right like there's
3: we all have half of us where like half of us are like, we love Pokemon and we enjoy the experience and we'll play it. And the other half is like this tiny change ruins the entire franchise. <laughs> yeah. I us well, think... say
0: hypothetically that this change has ruined my experience. Of Pokemon. Does that made me <laughs> a loser? Yeah. <laughs> <'Cause it does>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very good Ben Shapiro there, Alan. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Pokemon's an interesting case study in general because it's been around for so long and it's, um, you yeah, know i i know a lot of people think that pokemon's this property for kids but if you look at the merchandise and stuff it's not anymore
3: i think that's the yeah what kid has 300 dollars to spend on a giant life-size lapras well it's not really just
2: want? it's not just that it's not like the, the toys and stuff but you know you in japan for example um they've got entire merchandise lines where the aesthetic is definitely targeted much more towards adults it's kind of you know I don't want to say fashionable, but you know, it's kind of more stylish approach rather than this big colourful over the top kind of um well thing Games that currently has to...
1: stuff like that. Like they've got the that sort of like brownie sort of colour with like the E V and Pikachu, and then they've got the Bento uh, box in, in the set. You've got the um the ramen bowl, and then you've got the um the sushi tray. That's so good. I... Still... the games I disagree.
3: The games very much every time I boot it up, I feel like they're telling me, you're 10 years old. Have fun.
2: No, I the don't
0: think... They so. would they they don't let me, like, change the fact that I have facial hair. It makes me
3: very upset. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> no, All I the think...
3: character models are like, you're 12.
2: Well, that is definitely a part of it. But if you compare... And you think girls are icky. <laughs> but if you compare Pokemon to Yo- <laughs> Yo-Kai Watch or even, you know, some of the the other attempts to do a Pokemon-like game for kids... Um, Temtem, for example, which is a, a game I would say is very much a kind of Pokemon-style game designed for, for younger people. Pokemon's different. I mean, Pokemon's definitely a game that's designed for all ages because they know that a lot of their fans are older people now. And while it is colorful and with it. bright and charming, uh, they do need to tap into an aesthetic and an appeal for, for an older audience as well. So they are in an interesting position with Pokemon that they need to manage quite a few different balls in the air they need to do do a bit of juggling um i think i think aesthetically they they have it right uh, scarlet and violet are, are good games damn it. they are good games i think they're held back by
0: limitations and you have they're to be aware must... of them before you're going in and be aware of like the fact that they're not really
3: perfect
2: i'm not going to i've often thought about,
3: about this um do you know um go ahead you know how like Final Fantasy has the has basically two series now, right? It has the 3D series for the folks who like 7 and beyond, and they have the 2D Bravely Default kind of series for folks that like 1 to 6. I wonder if there's a space in the Pokemon franchise for a new series that explores things that are new mechanics and are targeted towards younger audiences, and another side series that just has the same creatures but is a more mainland GRPG for adults. I wonder if there's a space for that
2: are you talking about like an adult battle fantasy are you talking about like paradise. <laughs> persona pokemon or shin megami something Inside. like po- that yeah pokemon like a pokemon there's like con- blood conquest and or like... gore and not stuff. not blood like...
1: not blood but like <laughs> I- i'd be designed for an adult pokemon with no universal healthcare and all these other like really bullies. no universal xp share we got <laughs> we got this <laughs> It decides
2: yeah, to it's sell so yeah, yeah, you've actually you've got to pay a, a million a million dollars to visit the poker center because you haven't got insurance for your Pokemon.
1: Right, and then Nurse Joy to just to the camp, stomach Pikachu died.
3: But like that's a joke, but also that's a that's an interesting game concept, right? Like Pokemon w- with difficulty and consequences again. Pokemon late stage capitalism. <laughs> Pokemon Amazon and Pokemon Apple. You, oh,
0: rather, Pokemon rather, Bezos or Pokemon uh, give me another uh, Pokemon Bezos or Pokemon
2: Musk were, were and, you, and the
1: reason why you're leaving your home isn't because you want to go on a charming adventure it's because your parents don't care for you anymore and oh. they can't afford to feed you and they kick you out yeah, <laughs> you've been displaced really by saying. Amazon's new facilities <laughs> and,
2: and rather than catching Pokemon you actually have to pay a, pay a lot of money for, for farm Pokemon I think we just, just invented
3: Disco Elysium <laughs> yeah
2: Someone called Rafael
0: Rafael. I mean that was the original <laughs>
1: concept of Pokemon with like the uh, the fight cages and stuff like that. <laughs>
0: So in in modern video games, there's a trend now where the developers tend to give a lot of the narrative control to the player. And there's sort of two camps that then are divided between either playing as a physically named character, like a, a story named character, or as your own creator character. Now there is obviously arguments for both, however sometimes it doesn't always work given what they're trying to achieve. For the main example that I know that Matt's very interested in talking about because he does not like this game is Neo and Neo
2: 2. Now I've oh, only I, I...
0: just played. I, no, sorry. I've misrepresented you. You, you
2: have. It. You have completely misrepresented me, mister. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, dad. No. I, I, yeah. It's just interesting for me because Neo obviously had the name protagonist William Adams. And neo historical figure, historical figure. Yes, the white samurai, great dude. I hear. Um, the second one was uh, choose your own character. Um, it was just guy, yeah, it was just all <laughs> girl. You could be girl, uh, all girl. <laughs> and it was interesting because I had heard on the grapevine, and I don't know if I can actually mention names or anything, but uh, actually, one of the biggest pieces of feedback that Koei Tecmo got. From the first one was I wanted to create name character, and I was like, well, all those people are fucking idiots, <laughs> T- to be honest, because they're spoiled the, by the
3: Dark Souls. The the name yeah.
2: character really worked for Neo, you know, um, it really really worked for it. It, it gave the map protagonist because the thing is, when you create a character, when, when the developer creates the character, they know what character it is that um, is in the game. They know who every single person who plays the game is controlling. It is William Adams. And that allows them to do things. It allows them to give the character a bit more personality. It allows them to actually draw a character arc for them. Whereas if you do the create the character route, then that character has to be an avatar. You can't put a personality onto it as a developer, as a writer, because the minute you do that, if the personality doesn't match up with the character that somebody's created, they're going to get pissed off with it. So, the create the character thing works fine for example for mmos um where the whole thing is just literally about putting your avatar into the world and allowing yourself to kind of interact with the world as yourself through this avatar or as a troll as most people do through their avatar um i'm I'm gonna have my nerdy english teacher moment here and i wanna
3: i'm curious about the kinds of protagonists that you you look at because in even in fiction there's the protagonist that has a lot of character and personality and then there's also the kind of not really that significant protagonist that's just there to witness everything but is meant to be the author avatar do you think these narratives will work Call if me Ish- just... yeah <laughs> if you have the um if you have the player created character be the avatar and just make the other characters more interesting
2: yeah i'm I'm certainly not suggesting that that can't be a way that you go about things but the difference is that in a video game, the protagonist really is the the constant element throughout the whole thing, right? And they're the thing that you're spending most of your time playing observing, because you're interacting with the world through this character. So mm-hmm. they're much more important to the game than kind of the, the backseat kind of protagonist that you're talking about in fiction. Um, because in those cases in fiction, what they're observing is the thing that we as the reader are observing. Whereas with video games, what we're observing is still that avatar. That's true. Yeah, we're always observing them because we made
3: them, so we want to look at them.
2: Yeah, exactly. So There's that
3: sort of uh, pride that you get for it as well.
2: Yeah, exactly. Where it's, it's you and you want you to look cool. Well, that, that's the thing. And that's why I was saying you can't then give that character a personality. Because if you create, if you allow people to create their avatar that they experience this world through, then you have to give them a very blank personality so people can put their own personality on the top as well. When most people create characters in avatars or when most people create avatars in games, they try to create themselves. And that is why, you know, for, for many, many years, there was a, a lot of people that really uh, from kind of... Um, minority communities that were really pushing to make sure that they were represented in the games as well that they had their hairstyles you know for, for the african-american characters that they had you know the, the skin color tones and uh, options and that you could play as a, a woman rather than just you know a, a male character because earlier games that had kind of character creators often had only male character creators so there was a lot of push to make sure that there was diversity there because people wanted to create an avatar in their own likeness, which is you know, great in a sense. But then you can't give that character a personality because you as the game developer don't know the person that has created the character. And certainly yeah, yeah. it's yeah. that whole
0: thing of write what you know, but how can you write what you're knowing when you don't know who you're writing for?
2: Exactly. And it would be very strange if, for example, um, let, let's take a, you know, Neo as an example. The main character of Neo is a white male character, and that is important to the narrative and all of that. It doesn't work the same way if the character you create is not a white male character. If you try to put that exact personality of the William Wallace from Neo 1 into a random character with green hair and twin tails and as a woman in Neo 2... That is the most it, matte character I've ever heard in my that life. That is that is my Neo Two character. It's a yeah. There we it's go. a woman. So just it's, Miku. It, 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 it's, it's just Hatsune Miku. It's just Miku. Yeah. It's just Hatsune Miku. So you and can't... she loves dancing and she <laughs> loves singing. <laughs> I think I did pick like the the fastest character class, um, the nimble one. So, but anyway, point is, William Wallace doesn't work as Hatsune Miku. <laughs> What a statement uh, to make. That's that, so great yeah, of that's, you, a, that's a
3: real takeaway from that this is podcast. a dig- That
2: is a digitally uploaded only ever on this podcast comment. Yeah. But that's, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, Yeah, you know, it makes sense. Mm. I was sort of going to make fun of you both. for it though, because it's very
3: funny. <laughs> you need to have both. You need to be able to let players express themselves in some sense, but you need to also be able to force someone to play as somebody that they're not, right? You need to be able to force someone to play as a, a female character or a person of color and show what the world would look like through those eyes.
2: I think, uh, I think it's really like, for example, Deathloop, which I've only played. Great game. I've God, only, it's good. I've only played very briefly, but I really like Deathloop because it forced me to play as a, you know, a, a black character. I think that's a really good thing. Like you say, it, it's really useful and it's really important with video games being an art form that, developers or creators use that as an opportunity to put people in positions that are not them to take themselves out of themselves yeah
4: and and put
2: them in a position of of somebody else um for for spoken which i'm sure i'll play the screen Uh, let me get this straight (laughs) but it it, it's a game that i am not a fan of at this stage but i will play it and i'll give it a a fair run and if it happens to be good then great that means i get to play as a player of color uh, Person of color that is also a woman, which is again uh, a good opportunity—you know, a creative opportunity—to put you in shoes of somebody that's not you. So I think that being able to, as a game developer, being able to do that is really, really valuable. And, and that's was why that I, one Assassin's
3: Creed that you really liked, right, Matt?
2: Uh, oh, with uh, Aveline, with Aveline. Yeah, I love Aveline. she's yeah, so yeah. cool, and she's a good example. You know, another person of color who's also a woman that is definitely not me it's kind of uh, i'm the pastiest white male there is so it's, it's quite a, a distance between who i am and that character and being able to to be put in that character's shoes was a really really good thing uh so that is why i'm a big fan of developers doing this and i don't like the increasing trend as we saw with neo to neo2 that the default is the other way it's like mm. the, the idea is I want to play the game as me, and that is kind of, you know, uh, that is all I want. So I yeah. think the only, only game to actually do character
0: creation correct, and by correct, this is obviously like very like, biased. I think the only one to actually do it correctly is Saints Row. Like the uh, Saints Row the Third, Saints Row two, Saints Row 4, because it is so clear that it is a silly tone game that of course, the game where you're going to uh floss on a civilian's dead body after you choke-slammed them into a wall is going to have a silly main character who's really aggressive and full-on. Like, of course. And it doesn't matter how you interpret that character. At the end of the day, they're still a freak. <laughs> and you gotta roll with that. And that's kind of why that game succeeds, because it doesn't matter if you pick the the generic, like, voice one, voice two, voice three, at the end of the day, they're all still doing the same thing, but in a different, like, slightly different personality style. And that's kind of neat.
1: I, I think my Saints Row 4 character I made uh, have green hair and purple clothes with mixed with, like, the green's, like, lime green, has various scars on its face. I think is was a male or a female, I can't remember, but the voice was the other way around. So I think it was a male, but with a female voice. I yeah, played the that's... game for like five seconds, uh, and then uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so yes, the character creation was great. The game was shit.
3: That's a really I could not disagree with you. <laughs> relatable situation is to spend a bunch of time in character creation and then start the game and be like, "Oh, this isn't that good."
0: Sensor four <laughs> is really good, though. Sensor three is also really, really good. Sensor two is also really, really good.
2: <laughs> but Yeah, no, nice I think it's character numbers.
0: creation
1: games where there's some kind of like. Push, that it is an avatar, and then it's like, well, what the hell do I make my fingers like? Like you're like, well, you know, how, how do I make my character? How do I make myself? Kind of thing. And it's like, well, I, 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 don't, I don't. You, I don't you really just like a freak, and
2: it's fine. I think I think yeah. a really good example of a game that actually uses the character creation thing in a way that actually enhances the narrative is the the the, the From software souls games pretty much because yeah, you're them. a nameless and, freak and an and elden ring where you play as you know a pilgrim basically you play as a journey journey person and it doesn't matter who you are like it, it kind of doesn't matter you just this like kind of withered husk of a, uh, a shell of a, a thing and mm. that is part of the narrative of those games so they're actually written into it in a way that the character creation thing actually makes sense it's actually part of the narrative so when you think about it in that way, then that's great. What I don't like is when they just default to it because that is what people want. It's like that that, that doesn't work well for me. Um,
3: I, I can't think of an example of a game that actually does this properly, but wouldn't it be interesting to have character creation be a narrative tool to make the game's events feel like they're happening directly to you because you see them happening to an avatar that looks a lot like yourself? I guess maybe this is the draw of having an avatar that looks like yourself, isn't it? Well, that's you know, yeah. so the issue. Is then is that I don't have the time
0: or the interest in making an avatar that looks like myself. I want to make a fucked up looking guy with like a bee <laughs> face. You <laughs> don't.
4: That's
3: not, you don't, that's like, not why I a full make these serious cutscene. And then you've got your characters just got like half bald, half like strange. Yeah, it's so like stars, the monk, monk haircuts. Colors. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Be it I must
2: admit, uh, I like how like all these character creation things now have. 3 billion different options like you can adjust the the width the one nostril and not the other and stuff if you want to. Uh I I never bother with any of that. I just basically pick a female character, the twin tails and green hair if possible. And that's basically what I do every single time. That's that's my and character. And the entire world person. was not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I Actually, always feel curious.
3: Cuz Matt you just danced with this but Trent and Allen do you create you try to create yourself or do you try to create someone that you would like to look at no because i don't give a shit like i
0: honestly if i'm playing a video game i'm not looking at the visuals i'm playing the video game if i want to make an idiot i'm default model number one or i am the worst uh, (laughs) hate crime i can possibly make (laughs) towards humanity
3: just every every choice the worst one
0: (laughs) yeah expand both their chin and then decrease their cheeks so it becomes like a a squished (laughs) bottle Fuck it. So, you see, my
1: my issue is when I play games, I try and like make it somewhat my personality, even if it's not directly like if it's like a female which is like a giant orc or something, like it's still like what would I if I was this, what would I then look like, if that makes sense? So mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, I, you know, green's my favourite no, colour, so I try- have now green undertones and I'm trying I'm
2: now a- trying to <laughs> imagine what you would look like as a female orc, Trent.
1: But i'm actually going through i'm going through the process (laughs) over like you know creating the character because i'm like well you know yes if i'm doing different things which i'm not but i still need to make it enough that it's me and then it's like and then i really hate games like final fantasy that online one i i Probably only played it for like half an hour and then gave up. And that was just basically the character of creation because I'm like, what class do I pick? Why do I have to pick a class? And then what skills do I want? Do I want this? Do I want that? And then I just gave up. Yeah, See,
3: Final Fantasy 14 was hard because everyone's too beautiful. So I was like, I, n- none of these are me. <laughs> oh, <Harvard>. oh <laughs> Harvard, <that's> so, <laughs> Sorry, that was a very sad take. That's here. so sad. Uh, it was meant to be an, a compliment on the beauty of all the characters of *Fantastic 14. when it came across as a
0: massive shit on yourself, <laughs>
3: and that, that's very
0: sad.
2: I'm worried about <laughs> that's you now. My huh? girlfriend's yeah. you, we'll I'm about- concerned about
4: your shit.
3: Didn't mean it yeah. to come out that way. <laughs> And that's I, I, how I,
0: like... I say after making every single character creation character as well. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I didn't mean for it to come out that way. Jesus Christ! Why are their eyes coming out of its pecs? Do
3: you know what I did, <laughs> I did that once? I was an MMO. I was like, I'll make the silliest character I can. And someone walked by and just commented, "Wow, what an ugly character!" And walked away. And I just felt bad on behalf of that's my. That's hurt. I <laughs> so never did it again. That's oh. a crime.
1: Make, make feet really big. Make nipples really big. Make feet webbed. And make the pecs really, really large, but then the other the, what are the bottom pecs? The The bottom pecs on oh, your us? arms? Oh your arms. No, you know how you got like the what? Thigh bottom pecs with, on your uh, arms? The, the arm fire, and then you have like the one which is underneath the arm fire, which is like friend, the leg. Uh,
0: I'm <laughs> really sorry, but what the fuck are you talking about? Are we still on the pecs?
1: <laughs> no, the arms, <laughs> not the pecs. The bottom arms?
3: Well, you know, just... so
1: you've got the two muscles on your arms and then you've got oh, the elbow. The...
3: Yeah. Did you just use the word peck to refer to any any muscle?
4: Yes.
0: Okay. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. Okay. So, so, you, I'm about was... my two upper legs. <laughs> oh, sorry, I meant my arms. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. This is a video game podcast. <laughs> and with that... <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: the, oh the funny God. thing the 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 thing that you said there harvard that um final fantasy 14 has two two beautiful people in it um that's actually something i i i liked about that game um the the character creator i had the most to trouble with uh actually creating something was cyberpunk um uh, because couldn't pick pe- are...
3: penis a and penis b
2: <laughs> <laughs> there are no beautiful people in cyberpunk yeah it's very
3: grungy like
2: and yeah, that that also kind of, annoying. if you are going to do the character creation thing, then you need to also kind of allow people to create the thing they want. And I'm, with Cyberpunk, I know they were going for a certain aesthetic and stuff. But if you wanted to put a beautiful person in the world of Cyberpunk, you couldn't. So, you know, the the kind of hedging a bit there with 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 that character creation thing, but that confused the living hell out of me. That I was meant to have this freedom to create this character and whatever, I couldn't create the character I wanted to, or even close. to Miku not allowed. Miku not allowed. Yes. There was no the, the
1: marketing. No... The marketing made it seem like it was like you know it could do every anything, and yet Matt couldn't make Miku. I couldn't,
2: couldn't and that really the pissed game me to be off. Fair. <laughs> yeah, well, that well, that was the other problem with it. Um, mm.
5: You know, there was an I, inter-
2: I, There is an interesting example of perhaps a midway point between this and that is Mass Effect, because. In Mass Effect, the characters are named, and they went to the effort of doing both male and female characters. But you did have the character creation that you could design how they looked, and I think that's a decent middle ground, if that makes sense.
3: Yeah, like a limited character creator, right? Like you can't. Go a off fairly
2: limited one, because you still need to make sure that the character is going to look like the personality, I guess, that you've got written <clears throat> into the game. But
1: Wasn't the Mass Effect um, character creation tool relatively regarded when it first came
2: out, was. or am I
3: misremembering? Mismem- no, <laughs> it, it,
2: was, it, was rem- it was considered pretty good. But then um, technology
3: marched on, and now you can micromanage every single follicle of your hair.
2: Yeah. So things have definitely changed. But I'm playing through Mass Effect, and uh, again, by a bit, little bits and pieces. And um, definitely that one was a good example i guess of how you could have a named character and then a proper character personality in the game and it changes like the the texture of the game changes whether you pick the male or the female because they've got different voice actors and different performance styles so that was a a a really neat thing but you also had the character creator on top of that so but i guess it's kind of not not every developer has the resources of of ea and bioware back yeah
3: you know, like, like top-down Fallout is another example where you don't create the the look of your character, but you create the personality of your character and the game reacts to what you do. Ooh. I guess if you have infinite resources, then you could do that for a, a visual style as well.
0: That's actually... Uh, sorry, this is now a bit of a reminder thing. because I started playing Arcanum for the first time ever. and I don't know if you guys know what Arcanum is, but it's the it's the game made by the guys who made Fallout after Fallout was removed from them. Um, oh, are you talking about that top-down RPG? Yeah, Arcanum of Magic and Steamworks Obscura That old and, one? Well, yeah, from 2001
2: Yeah, it's game.
0: really, yeah. really bloody good And it's one of the first times where I've actually felt like my character's background is directly influencing the story
2: And it's just, really interesting I would heavily recommend everyone playing it I'm just
0: surprised yeah. you,
2: you would play such a game, Alan
0: no, I like those sorts of old games. I push through a lot of stupid gameplay stuff to play a story that's actually worthwhile playing, and I think Arkham is worth it. So it's on sale on GOG constantly, and it runs like pretty it's, well. You're also stereotyped
3: again. as, like, the action-liking person of this podcast. Yeah.
1: That whenever you have, I, like, a I thoughtful like that take, Matt's just like, wait, What? <laughs>
3: You you can actually do like I feel like stories? in 20 years
1: time where we're still doing the podcast, it's like old Alan's going to be like, yeah, I found this like uh, old game from like, you know. I love how i become more the, the, Australian the, the... as my age. <laughs> the, the 2020s and it's some sort of like lewd uh, fan service game, but it likes it for like, you know, because it's old and uh, has a good character creation tool or something, I don't know. <laughs> That's
3: literally the, the article on DDNet that has the most readers is Matt going we should play this um, adult age game because it has a good
2: character creator. I never yeah. I never said that we should play it. Let's be clear here, Harvard. I said it was interesting. <laughs> it was interesting. It raises
0: questions. So if you're listening to this and you want us to play this weird hentai what? game that Matt's talking about, <laughs> give us a tweet. I'll do it. Pay me.
2: <laughs> but actually, Harvard's right. I'll most a Twitch streamer. The, the no, because no, I'll get banned. Please don't. The, the, I want to finish the, Three. <laughs> the, the most read article of all time on ddnet is actually that article on uh, Honey Select. Yes, that's which very is, funny. Which You've is been just for
3: like five years.
2: It is just a character creator that game. Well, I say that it is a character creator, and then stuff happens to that character. But yeah, that's that's basically. It has a really good character creator. It's like insane how much con- yeah. uh, control you have over that character creation process. But there's not exactly a story behind that one after that,
3: yeah. If there's no story, I guess you can make whatever you want, is the yeah, exactly. Section.
2: I mean, look at Pokemon, who gives you? Could, you, could, yeah. you could have a really, really complex character creator in Pokemon game and nobody would mind. That's fine. I just want to learn more about the mum. <laughs> the mums are always terrible people,
0: yeah. She lets hey, a is there
2: parent the
1: in this game? Yeah, yeah there is, is, some of the there is. is there a period in, in your parents' house? That's why oh, you
3: can't yeah. be an old man in Pokemon, is because you need to have a re- like the same mother.
0: See, the thing is is that like in a modern society, 30 to 40 year olds are still commonly living at home, so it's fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, but uh, that the economies make... hit
0: us very hard.
1: <laughs> and they're also got the social skills of like a 12-year-old as well. So it's realistic. We're just back to Pokemon Amazon, Pokemon <laughs> Apple now. Yeah. Pokemon Amazon,
3: oh.
2: Pokemon Apple, that- and the mum's
1: banging Professor Oak. We all know the storyline for Pokemon.
2: I just, she never even checks in on you. She's That's just a like, very good point. She's a horrible parent. She's just like, off you go. Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> good good Susan, riddance. You bitch. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> thank God I've got my house back. Don't care what yeah, happens and to and you. I can pump it's whoever like- I want. <laughs> <laughs> it's neat.
1: You go back and she's got like a whole new family, she doesn't and new even, kids, and like a
2: partner. <laughs> in half the game she doesn't even give you running shoes. I in mean, some of them, because she because
1: running is part of the game now, Matt. You don't some need of them, to get running shoes.
2: Some of them she does. She's like, oh here, don't forget your shoes. But other ones she doesn't, and she's like, she all you the like partners,
1: on. like the rivals, like parents, do more for you than she does. Like, it's like here's a map. Here's some other I stuff. Know. <laughs> I That's know. I know a bit of
2: mum. <laughs> It's like the worst parents ever.